Hi there! You're about to listen to a vintage episode of the Under the Microscope podcast. While the content is still as relevant and as interesting as when it was recorded, our webpage has changed. You can now find us at thesciencetalk.com slash real-scientist-nano. Welcome to Under the Microscope. This series is brought to you by the Real Scientists Nano team. Our goal is to provide a platform where scientists can communicate their work and interact with the public. With that in mind, every week we introduce you to a scientist working in the field of materials and nanoscience who would be curating the RealSci underscore nano Twitter account. Hi everyone, today we have with us uh, Haley Harrison, who is a doctoral candidate of nanoscience at the University of North Carolina at Greensboro. Hi Haley, how are you doing? Hi, I'm doing well, I'm doing well. Wonderful, let's start um, by understanding your scientific journey. Um, so how did you end up in your current research field? Um, so when I was an undergrad, I was a physics major. Um, mm -hmm. and as I went through physics, I kind of felt like I didn't enjoy studying physics because everything was so theoretical mm -hmm. and there wasn't really any sort of application for me. Of course, as I got, went through my career, I realized that there, there are some other, you know, experimental physics applications, mm -hmm. but um, I got interested in nanoscience when I learned about microscopy and spectroscopy and how you can image and study nanomaterials and visualize them using these different techniques. Mm -hmm. um, so during my, I went into a master's program to study earth science, and I worked with um, water remediation using carbon nanomaterials, mm -hmm. um, and that was a lot of fun. And so then I continued to have more and more interest, and I got, um, I decided to fo focus more on nanoscience for my PhD. Um, and so now I'm studying, instead of carbon nanotubes, I'm studying boron nitride nanotubes and boron nitri hexagonal boron nitride nanomaterials. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's quite an interesting thing. Uh, I started from physics. I mean, physics also does nanoscience, but it sounds really cool. So you did carbon nanotube uh, water treatment with, with what was that? Yes, yes. So um, we were studying using um, carbon nanotubes that were functionalized with titanium. I mean titanium dioxide, they were doped with the titanium dioxide. Um, and so we were looking at using UV light um, and heat to remove pollutants from water. Uh-huh, okay. Yeah. So, you know, that's, it's fun because of course we still have the same problems with dispersing the carbon nanomaterials into solutions for mm -hmm. filtration and things like that. So that was kind of like where my interest was peaked mm -hmm. for that okay. kind of research. Okay, yeah, that sounds uh, that does sound interesting. I do want to talk to you more about the boron nitride nanotubes uh, and how you make them um, not dissolve but more liquid friendly because yes. they are like hydrophobic. Uh, I'm assuming hexagonal boron nitrides are also hydrophobic. Uh, the hexagonal boron nitride is less hydrophobic than the nanotubes, but yes. Okay. It's a little. Or 
Okay, let's talk a bit more about that later. <laughs> um, moving on to um, so your current research. I mean, you have done quite an interesting uh, uh, research project so far. But your current research, so where does it fall in this big picture of materials or nanoscience? Um, it falls into the surface chemistry and surface modification. Um, <laughs> so I basically, well, so yeah, surface modification, surface chemistry, and then kind of um, how we can implement using the nanomaterials once they've been functionalized and their surface has been um, made more compatible with other materials. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, so that's kind of, I guess it's two separate mm -hmm. So surface of nanotubes or 1D materials along those lines, some of it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. That sounds, uh, does, I, this is, I can't get over how cool the boron nitride nanotubes. This is a new concept for me. Completely. Yeah. I, I, I just can't get over that. So, uh, but it does sound to me that you are doing a lot of interesting experiments or you are, you are involved with a lot of interesting research projects as well. And um, what I want to ask you now is, uh, could you pick one uh, research project um, which you're most proud of or the most quirky or fun one? I'm sure it's quite difficult. I've been a scientist myself. I know it's difficult to pick one. But if you have to, could you pick one and explain it to us in simple words in the section we call In Other Words? So um, I am most proud of my work with aerogels. Okay. So one thing about boron nitride nanomaterials is that they are really hydrophobic and they really like to stick to each other. And so a lot of what a lot of people want to see is how we can disperse boron nitride nanomaterials. So that includes boron nitride nanotubes and then the hexagonal platelets and particles into solvent so that they can be made compatible with different systems. Mm -hmm. um, and so aerogels are fun because you they start out as a liquid and then they um, over a time they start out as a solution called sol gel and then they will turn into a gel and then you dry them and stuff like that. So it's interesting. But the process is really complicated and really hard to control. So for me, I thought that was fun because aerogels are interesting. Boron nitride is complicated. Mm -hmm. And so if we are able to figure out a way to kind of disperse them, the boron nitride into a favorable solvent, would mm -hmm. we be able to kind of make an aerogel? And so that's fun because you know whether or not you have an aerogel if you have a, at the end, if you have a gel, like a, like jello, if you have a gel or if you still have a, a solution. So it was kind of an easy indicator for me, like, oh, this worked. Oh, this doesn't work. And so, you know, I could do that for hours. And that's mm -hmm. just so fun. <laughs> <laughs> it, it sounds to me that like a magician is trying to perfect their magic trick. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, yeah. At some point you figure it out and you're like, okay, that's the recipe. That's how I make zero gel. Exactly, exactly. So... Okay, wonderful, wonderful. So um, let's let's move away from research lab a little bit and go towards teaching. Um, uh, do you teach or would you like to teach? Uh, and if you would like to teach, what kind of courses uh, would you do you see yourself teaching? 
Um, I have not taught any classes up until this point, but I would love to teach. And I think that the kind of courses that I would kind of look at would be, you know, teaching surface chemistry courses and studying interfacial chemistry and interfacial forces. Um, and actually, now that I think of it, you know, I think that it would be fun to teach a soul gel chemistry course, too. That would be fun. <laughs> Soldier chemistry, okay, a nanoscientist perspective on soldier chemistry and surface chemistry and the other course that you mentioned. That would be so cool. Tell me when you start teaching this, I'm definitely going to attend at least one of these courses. <laughs> I will. <laughs> uh, wonderful. So, um, Haley, I, I really hope that your research experience so far has been wonderful and will continue to be wonderful in the future as well. Um, however, uh, we all have wishes to improve our research experience all the time so um if you do have those wishes could you could you tell us your three wishes um and uh, to, to improve your research experience uh, what would you ask for and i'm not promising anything here yet <laughs> um so the first thing i would love to see is among universities just across well in the united states specifically better like solvent and waste disposal systems mm -hmm. yeah. and the second thing that i would like to see is remote communication with our instrumentation um so mm -hmm. i spend a lot of time doing spectroscopy and using instruments that are located on campus and mm -hmm. i think that everyone would enjoy having remote access to the instruments from wherever they are so we could do a little bit more remote work mm -hmm. um yeah i think that's third wish third wish mm. also would focus on having better connectivity so when nanoscientists and like people who work in the nanospace we do a lot of like um we collaborate with so many different people and so it's so hard to contact our collaborators like in different countries, even like though we have all these different systems. So like if we could have a better way to communicate, mm -hmm. like I guess that would go back to the instrumentation, like a better way to share our data, a mm -hmm. uh, better way to like kind of bring our labs closer together. Cause it's still like, even with our interconnectivity, like it's so hard, like I have to ship stuff to somebody all the way over there mm -hmm. and a different state and stuff so yeah mm -hmm. okay so better connectivity and better waste disposal uh, yes better waste disposal <laughs> that's interesting i i wish I, I i hope rather that we are working towards solving this at least a better connectivity that is something which is under control uh, within the scientific community to a certain extent and with the waste disposal i hope it also gets better because i think it's yeah. extremely important extremely important yeah um awesome so uh, speaking of future um what are you most looking forward to in the next three months i am looking forward to finding a sense of normalcy so that i can start writing my dissertation um because of the coronavirus um I have had to change my research plans and I'm kind of becoming comfortable with that and like letting these dreams go that you have, you know, those far-fetching dreams you have of your dissertation. Um, so I just want to be able to like sit down and start working on it and like kind of 
focus my energy and enjoyment on writing instead of being in the lab all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough, fair enough. I hope you get that uh, motivation. I I remember writing dissertation is, it's fun, but to start (laughs) is quite a struggle. Once you're in the zone, once you're in the flow, it flows. Uh, But getting started is like, that's the biggest um, uh, peak that you have to cross over and then there is the plateau. Oh, Uh, yeah. Wonderful. So, Haley, before we let you go, what we want to understand from you is um, what are the challenges faced by the field of materials or nanoscience at this point? What are the big questions that the scientists are uh, working towards solving? So first, um, I think that there's a misconception among scientists and engineers that nanoscience is a separate field. And I think that nanoscientists, nano researchers and nano engineers are doing a really good job, like um, kind of improving the interdisciplinary nature and improving the connectivity between all of these fields. Um, And so I think that that's a big challenge because, of course, like for people like me who are um, graduating and, you know, we have nanoscience degrees, people see that and they're like, I don't know what nanoscience is. I can't hire you. And so like you have to kind of change what it is you're, what, what, what it is you're studying so that it can be palatable for a wider audience. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I hope that that begins to change in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the second thing I think is going to be very important. So like as I was actually just thinking, um, so like people are really interested in quantum now, mm-hmm. um, but for the nanospace, we have a huge opportunity to kind of improve how nanomaterials are implemented into lots of different materials and devices to improve different properties, um, like structural properties. So mm-hmm. I think that the nanochemistry aspect of the materials research is going to be really important um, in the next five to 10 years. Mm-hmm. Coming, from a, coming from a physicist, a well, past physicist, that, that's quite a, quite a, uh, it's quite encouraging. Yeah, absolutely. I, I completely, completely agree with you with the, and resonates what you mentioned with the, having to explain people what, what does your degree mean in nanoscience? Uh, yeah. We are not some, like, uh, we don't work in in-silo. We work uh, yeah. at the interface of on a broader term, natural and life sciences, uh, to right. some extent. Uh, so we are more, we are interdisciplinary. We are not like a different house and different set of knowledge in our brains. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I completely agree with you on that. Um, yeah. uh, <laughs> and um, I want to say that it has been lovely speaking with you, Haley. Uh, I learned a lot myself. And uh, we are extremely delighted and looking forward to having you on Real Scientist Nano. Thank you for speaking. Yes, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To know more about us, please visit our website, realscientistsnano.org and follow us on Twitter at realsci underscore nano.